Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, the one positive to come out of the Broncos' loss to the Chargers on Sunday is we're one game closer to this season finally being over. Yeah, it uh, it's been oh, it's been rough, you know. And so let's just address the the elephant in the room right now. Um, we'll talk about the Jerry Judy drops. Let's just let's put it this way. I'm going to throw the positive spin onto this. I think what we know is that Jerry Judy and Drew Locke need some work, right? They need some some extra practice. And as you said, we're almost to the point where all they're going to be able to do is practice. And so good, right? They're going to have time to practice. They they need to they need to practice. Not a great game for Jerry Judy. I feel bad for him. Uh, I'm certainly not ready to call him a bust like some people out there in the world, but it was a rough game for him. Not that Drew Locke was perfect because he was far from it. It was a, it was just not a good game in general until the fourth quarter. I will say, and Scotty said it perfectly on Twitter, if you're going to have patience for Drew Locke and you're going to be one of those people who calls Jerry Judy a bust or gets on him, you need to look in the mirror because if you're going to say one guy needs patience and another guy doesn't, that doesn't wash. Yes. Jerry Judy had a bad game. He had a really bad game, but, and Cody Roark said this on social media too. Don't be the dumbass who goes on social media and gets in his mentions. Don't be that be better than that. He doesn't need a fan telling him what he needs to work on. He knows it. Vic Fangio will tell him. Pat Shermer will tell him. John Elway will tell him. He doesn't need any fan getting in his mentions saying, you need to do this, 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 and this. Don't do that. Be better than that. Go above that. He needs to be better. He absolutely absolutely positively needs to be better. And I think he will be. If we're going to do the comparison scenario like some in Broncos country want to do, saying, well, Drew Locke can be Josh Allen, well, Devontae Adams suffered drops in his career. I think anyone in Broncos country would take Devontae Adams on this team right now. In a heartbeat. I have him on my fantasy team. It's wonderful. So uh, I'm going to go to what you just talked about a little bit. I'm going to jump into the social media discussion because we are – Monday morning quarterbacks for for lack of a better term. We we jump on here right after the game. We give our perspective. We talk about our favorite team, the team that we've followed our entire lives. We do this for fun. We enjoy it. The the thing that we do not do, and this is what you're talking about. The thing that we do not do, and I would never presume to do, is jump on social media and tag players or like you said get in their mentions and and tell them how bad they did. I I find that to be uh, the worst aspect, one of the worst aspects, there's a lot of terrible things about social media, but that is definitely one of the worst aspects of sports social media is this inability for fans to recognize that what you are doing 
when you do that is you're going to somebody's workplace and you're telling them how to do their job and that you could do it better. I defy you to allow somebody to come into your workplace and tell you you're not doing it right on your worst day. Think about your worst day at work. Now imagine somebody jumping into your mentions and telling you how poorly you did and how you need to be better. That's what you're doing if you're one of those people. That's who you are if you're one of those people. Who does that? I, I for one, am, am always very hesitant to tag players. Even when I write a nice article about a player, when I post it on Twitter or whatever, I, I don't like to tag players because I don't do the player interaction thing. It's neat. It's cool. I love it when guys notice some of my work and it's happened a couple times, but not often. I don't search it out. I won't search it out. That's not why I'm on here. And so for, for me, if you're one of those guys, leave Jerry Judy alone. He had a bad game. He knows it. Like you said, he's going to be informed by the people who need to inform him of the things that he needs to work on and he'll work on them. And you know what? He's a better wide receiver than I could ever imagine being, period. He's incredibly talented. He had a bad day. Drew Locke made some good throws, but he also made some terrible throws. And it is what it is. They lost the game. In the end, that's probably okay. Well, especially when you're in Effettville. Yeah. Get them beans ready. And that doesn't mean that you can't criticize. It doesn't mean that you, if you want to put out a post on social media and say Jerry Judy needs to be better, go for it. It doesn't mean you tag him. I don't like tagging players either. I do it specifically when it's a positive story because most people like positive stories. But it doesn't mean that you can't criticize. It doesn't mean that you can't call in to Mike Rice's show on 850KOA and say that Jerry Judy needs to be better. You have every right to do that. We're just saying be above the Twitter mentions, being getting into their mentions and and calling them out and just saying, you suck, why do you even play? Stuff like that. That's what we're talking about because people who've listened to this show know that we're not afraid to criticize anybody. And Jerry Judy was bad. Ask he Garrett was Bowles. bad. Yeah, ask Garrett Bowles. You could ask him. He'd probably be like, huh, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because I guarantee he never listens to us. I think the thing that that comes away from this game is it was that the drive that Drew Locke led where he scored the touchdown. And this is what's so maddening. Where was that the rest of the game? It's a good question. My, you know, my, my, my old man has a saying, and he said it for years about other players. Uh, we, I used to say this about Jay Cutler, uh, just good enough to break your heart. Uh, and I don't even know that Drew Locke is that good. But he's just good enough, and and Tim mentioned this in Slack after I posted this as well. He's just good enough to give you just a small amount of hope that he could be better, and then he just keeps sucking. And I I don't know if that's really the case. But there is a certain element of just good enough to break your heart. Like the talent's there. And you can see the, the ability is clearly something that he has. But there's there are things that don't match up. There are the gears don't quite grind properly. And because of that, he misses things and he makes bad throws and he makes poor decisions and you get bookend interceptions. And I, I mentioned to you one thing he's really good at is driving the team down the field, getting into getting into scoring position and then throwing an interception. It at least puts the defense in a good position because they have the whole field to defend. So I think if if you're trying to find a positive, there's that. And then the last interception, 
whatever. You're, you're just chucking it up there hoping it works. I do think it's funny that no one was there. Who who was supposed to catch that ball other than someone from the Chargers? Like, Deontay Spencer is the smallest person on the field. What was that about? It is... He is he's maddening in the fact that he has the ability, he has the potential. There is you can see it every once in a while it flashes, but it's just not enough. And and it's hard to imagine that it will be enough for Drew Locke in 2021, which means it won't be enough for the Broncos in 2021 because you're only as good as your quarterback. You are the weakest link at that point. I, I I know that we're going to be running this back, but I hate to feel like we're going to be in a lather, rinse, repeat world for another year. But I feel like that's where we're headed. And the thing is, is the talk about bringing in competition, doesn't that defeat the purpose of going all in on Drew Locke? You can't have it. That, that, to me, that's that's going both ways. You can't say, well, they need to give him another year, but also bring in competition. Because then you're taking reps away from the guys you think that he needs to have work with. I mean, everyone knows that Drew Locke needs to have more time with Jerry Judy. If you bring in a veteran quarterback and have a competition, you're taking reps away from Drew Locke to work with Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler and Tim Patrick and Noah Fant and Cortland Sutton. It defeats the purpose. That's taking it where... Yeah, you you say you want to be in on Drew Locke, but you then say, but they need to bring in competition. You can't have it both ways. You're either all in on Drew Locke or you're not. Bringing in a veteran quarterback for competition is not all in on Drew Locke. Yeah, it is. It's something, and I think maybe it's a a conversation for later in the week when we sit down and and do our next show. But it it just sort of, it sort of pops into my head. the Broncos are sort of of two minds here, and they have been since 2015. Since since that Super Bowl year, uh, following that year, you can tell that the Broncos have been in, in, in two sort of different modes. Uh, and, and this game was actually a pretty good example of that. There's this rebuild mode, and then there was like a re upping mode maybe is that what we want to call it because they never they would never admit to a rebuild it was always a re-up right with Gary Kubiak the year after and then and then the 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 Vance Joseph years were kind of like throwing a band-aid on it trying to use the the veterans from 2015 to kind of maybe get back into the playoffs and make the team better this feels more like a rebuild right it it does but there's still some re-upping going on with the defense which who knows what's going to happen with that I think that uh, this this game in particular really showed how important depth is at the cornerback position, how how important it is to sort of have a defense that's competent. That they had a defense that kept him in it, but at the same time, this is a this is a game that sort of shows you that in 2021, because that's where we're headed, right? This season's over. I don't care who you are. The season's over. It doesn't matter what they do against the Raiders to end the season, except for if they win, it hurts their draft position. This game is is a pretty good signifier of of just how much the Denver Broncos have to focus on one thing. That that's that's the thing that I think you're getting at there. You can't have a, a, an idea of well, Drew Locke needs a veteran quarterback to come in and give him competition because, as you said, it takes reps away. And the other thing it does is it makes him look over his shoulder at all times. As are, I mean, are they going to bring this guy in? 
The other thing you can't do is bring in a young quarterback, and and, and this is where you start to get into the draft. You can't bring in a young quarterback and expect Drew Locke to, to then perform. At that point, if you're bringing in a young quarterback, you're essentially saying we're done with that, but then you've got to move on, right? And so this issue is is really indicative of where the Broncos have been ever since they won the Super Bowl. They are mired in this middle space where they refuse to really choose a direction. And Drew Locke could be their opportunity to just choose a direction, but when you choose one direction, you you, ha- you have the opportunity to pick wrong. And and that is the the fear I think that you see. So you watch Drew Locke perform. You see the flashes. And what are what are the, the Denver Broncos going to do? What is John Elway going to do with this game? He's going to. So, so they played pretty poorly. They had some issues. But he's going to latch on to that drive, that touchdown drive. And he's going to say, see? Huh? I, I, don't, I don't know how John would say that. I'm sure I'm sure he would probably say, see? Huh? Or something like that. I don't know. I don't do a John Elway impression. And then the drops. See? See? If, if Judy catches that, yeah. they potentially win the game. Just like we did with the Patriots game, right? That Patriots game is the best game of the season if they don't have the Albert O drop and, the, and they win against the Titans. If Jerry Judy doesn't drop that, you do the whole thing, right? You do the whole thing. But you're still living in this middle ground in no man's land, in a place that we've called purgatory in the past. You cannot be of two minds. You've got to pick and you've got to go. And, and, and that's what I want. After watching that game against the Chargers, I want them to pick and then I want them to run as fast as they can in whichever direction they choose to run in. Don't don't half-ass it. Don't middle ground it. Just go. I think the other thing that comes from this game is give an extension to Shelby Harris. Please? I mean, if there is a heart and soul of the defense, it's Shelby Harris. He always shows up. I want him on the field because he's constantly getting into the quarterback's face. He had two more passes defended in this game, had uh, a quarterback pressure that looked like it may have dinged Herbert a little bit. Eh. Extend him. Please. Keep him in Denver. Yes. Although, and, and here's here's the issue with that. And again, this is probably for a different show because this is a post-game recap. Uh, they lost. Sorry. Um, <laughs> in case we haven't mentioned it, does he want to stay in Denver? That That's the thing that really is going to be the issue. Does, does Shelby Harris want to stay in Denver? If I'm Shelby Harris, I, no offense, Broncos country, but if I'm Shelby Harris, I'm looking around the league and I'm saying teams, teams will want me. Good teams will want me. Don't be surprised if you don't see Shelby Harris suiting up for somebody else on a contending team in 2021 that isn't trying to decide what to do at the quarterback position. And, and don't be surprised if it's in, in division as well, because I can think of some teams that would love to have him that would be a lot better with him on their defensive line. And some of them wear red and that makes me nervous. And as we said before this game, the fact that the Broncos are struggling like they have the last five years and now that the Chiefs have locked up home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and I think it's for the first time in their entire history of the Chiefs to win 14 games, that is, I, I mean, we better get used to it because this team is just not going anywhere. It's, it's maddening. 
it it's maddening. Not just not just this team, but that team. None of the teams are going anywhere. Maddening is maddening might be too nice. Well, I, I, the other thing that we haven't touched on is we actually saw a good quarterback play in this game, a rookie quarterback. I it, it's if, if he gets a head coach and he gets a team around him because. Keep in mind, the Chargers were without Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. They were without Keenan Allen. I mean, they're going to have injury issues because it's the Chargers. I mean, they, they will always have injury issues. But they now have a quarterback that's going to attract people to want to play for the Chargers. And they're going to – they have a quarterback now where you could get a young and, and upcoming offensive-minded head coach to play off of Justin Herbert. So the Chargers are going to be an issue for the next 10 to 15 years, just like the Chiefs. They may not be as good as the Chiefs, but they are going to be a team that you're going to have to deal with because of Justin Herbert. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Broncos.